the EDP. Weird Norfolk, with Shifra Connor, Stacia Briggs and Richard Fair. In a church in Stobardov, which is out in the west of Norfolk, there's a wax effigy to Sarah Hare, who was a landowner's daughter, whose final request was that she should be made into a wax effigy, or have her face cast, and be put in the village church forevermore. And uh, she rests behind a a cupboard to shock everybody who comes into the church. And she is quite quite the sight, isn't she? Yes, (laughs) she is. She's, I think, I think possibly Sarah Hare is the beginning of the warts and all saying, which is that to do her credit, whereas a lot of people would have asked to have, particularly with portraits, the modern equivalent or the ancient equivalent of airbrushing. The, this is not airbrushed, is it? No, she, is she is as she was. As she was. Yeah. yeah. Although I think people are a bit harsh on her because they say, oh, she's no sleeping beauty. But as I, as I say, yeah, people, Stacia, <laughs> said, which I think is no, I didn't actually. I didn't, I just put, no, I, I mentioned Sleeping Beauty, but I did not say she's no but Sleeping actually, Beauty. I, I think, obviously, the actual effigy itself is, is pretty old, so I think it has got some, like, wear and tear, and it looks like some of it's discoloured a little and bit, which all. makes her look like well, that she is dead, like... Doesn't it? It's like her skin is like very. It looks really mottled and kind of, Great. kind of mouldy in places. I don't think she actually looks like that in real life. No. You see, if you wanted to improve it, though, you wouldn't it. use an airbrush. You'd use a hairdryer, wouldn't you? Yes. And then you could smooth it over when it's gone a bit soft. Bless but her. she is actually like locked in a cupboard as well, which is. I was going to ask you about. It. Is she actually locked? Can you go in and open well, the cupboard, or so do you have to have permission? We the photographer out, Ian Burt, who's yes. always terrified. <laughs> of everything and he'd had actually seen her before so he wasn't actually particularly scared but he just I think he just went in and opened the door I don't think it's locked but I don't think if you didn't know that she was there I don't think you would go to open it because it looks quite unassuming mm. um, and then if you didn't know that she was there and you just were being nosy and then opened the cupboard <laughs> yeah those with a nervous comp- <laughs> condition or heart problems don't just wander into Stovard of Church. I wonder what made her think that that's what I want. It's what quite a I weird know is I've, I've just read this book um, called Little by Edward Carey, which is amazing. It's a bit like um, Charles Dickens' Kick Through Tim Burton. And it's kind of a fictionalised story of Madame Tussauds' early life. It's incredible, really good. And she began by taking death casts of um, French Revolution victims of the guillotine and would literally have them delivered to her, neck severed and all, and cast them. And so I kind of, I, it made me wonder whether this is a model or whether this is a death mask. By looking at it, I would say it's probably a model as opposed to a death mask. For yeah, start, her eyes are open, although yeah. she might have asked for that to happen. It doesn't look to me like a death mask. No, it does look like lifelike. So I think she saw it before she died. Do you? Yes. There were a lot of models that were made. I mean, I know um, Westminster Abbey, they've got an exhibition there of of wax effigies, and there's, there's one of Nelson, mm. uh, which was done while he was alive. Mm. And apparently the story is that after he died, when they wanted to display it, Lady Hamilton went along and adjusted his hair. 
just to the way it really was. <laughs> Amazing. Which is brilliant. Well, you would, wouldn't you, I guess? Yeah. You'd want him to look his best, wouldn't you, <laughs> in his waxy form? Um, this book I've read kind of goes through that process of how they cast people who were alive. And it was quite grim, so they had to kind of wax your face with some kind of really thick, greasy balm. And then you had straws put up your nostrils and into your mouth. That's not how they do it. I so think like when they do like yeah. thi- um, film makeup and stuff, it's stuff like that, isn't it? I just think it was a far less kind of impressive business than it is now. So you're, you know, unless you were really well off, the wax that you were using was melted down tallow from horrible old candles, which obviously stank, and you would be in some horrible hot airless room whilst somebody kind of basically entombed you in wax. And it was quite a claustrophobic, horrible thing. But people queued up for it, absolutely loved it. You know, the royal family asked to be done, everybody asked to be done. And then... Well, what, you, um, well she, wasn't, she wasn't at that point. It was C- Curtius, I think his name was, she worked for, who was the bloke who taught her. And he, uh, he, his job was... He, I think he started out doing autonomy. Or to, I can't autonomy. say it. No. No, anatomy. Anatomy. That is pretty different. Pretty different. Um, He started out doing anatomy for a doctor. So doctors, when they were learning how to treat people, would kind of bring him delightful diseased organs and say, can you make this in wax so that we have a copy of it? Because obviously they didn't have as great a formaldehyde collection, so it would just... Disintegrate. Is that so, like the atomic, anatomical? None of us can say that can, word now. Anatomical. What? Ana- yeah, is that whatever you're saying. <laughs> Venus. What? The anatomical Venus. Yes. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah, so he made these organs and that then became, I think somebody then came and bought him a whole head and uh, after vomiting profusely, uh, he then made it. And then they got yeah, quite used to it. it. Yeah. They used to vomit all the time, apparently. Yeah. According to the book, it's a fictionalised account. But yes, I th- I th- well, I would imagine, I mean, some of these heads were quite mangled and unpleasant and, yeah. So it is a superb book and really grisly, very up our street. It's been okay. lovely bedtime reading. <laughs> Classic. But yes, so I, I, I kind of, having read that and now feeling that I'm a pocket expert on all things to do with wax and effigies after reading one book, so do you think she had that done or she was just, it was just a por- like a portrait? I think it was a portrait and I think she saw it before. Because yeah, it said that she, in a, a year before her death, she'd written in her will, and I'll read what she wrote, I desire to have my face and hands made in wax with a piece of crimson satin thrown like a garment in a picture, hair upon my head and put in a case of mahogany with glass before and fixed up so near the place where my corpse lies as it can be with my name and time of death put upon the case. So... The odd that she actually asked for this a year before her death, bearing in mind she died of blood poisoning. Yeah. So it's well, not like she was ill. There was, a, there was a legend, wasn't there, that she pricked her finger while sewing, and as a punishment, she got blood poisoning because she was sewing on a Sunday. Sunday. We all know that you should never sew on a Sunday. Do you sew on a Sunday, Richard? Never sew. No, I've never ever sewn. But I was, I was well, looking into... And I've had a Mac Wax effigy made just in case. It's ready to go. <laughs> I was looking into blood poisoning. As you do. As you do. It was actually quite frustrating because I was, what I wanted... I wanted to learn how long after, like, pricking your finger, she could have got sepsis, which I haven't found out. 
And then the other thing I wanted to know, in the 18th century, how did they treat sepsis or, or septicemia? And I couldn't find that out either, so that was useless. It would have been letting, wouldn't it? Well, I was like... Leeches, I just wanted so. someone to say, oh, they would put leeches on them, yeah. but I couldn't find that. It was either, like, nothing relating to that at all or really you, long in-depth. I think if you got sepsis, having known sep two people with sepsis, uh, I think if you got sepsis, there wouldn't be much time for messing it, about. I found an article that says, like... They knew about blood poisoning, but that's what they called it back then, like since Egyptian times. So they would know that, say, somebody was injured in war, yeah. there was a possibility that a certain amount of time afterwards that they would develop the like symptoms of blood poisoning and that they were probably going to die. Mm. So they knew about it, but what did... And how long is it after? Because she could have, really like, fast. pricked her... Oh, is it? It's I was going to say, fast. so she couldn't have, like, pricked her finger and then started feeling funny and it would have been, like, a year. Uh, no. I would say that it probably would have been a, a day... Uh, really? Two days, yeah. If you, if you, a really dirty needle. Yeah. Well, we know about those, don't we? But yeah, I think. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think. I think. Do we? Well, you know, I, think I, I literally had three people send me emails about dirty needles yesterday. Not ones that they'd been sewing with on a Sunday. Ones that were in East Harling Park. Oh. But um, yeah, so I think it's quite. It's quite quick. But it's more likely that she would have, because you get it from open wounds, yeah. don't and. and she either, like, properly, like, that was a stabbing motion um, with her with the needle. Or it must she have been something else. I just imagine. I just imagine it could have been anything. And if you get the dirt in it and if it, if it ramps away and if your immune system is rubbish and if you've got no treatment, you would be dead really quickly. Because it kind of, I mean, immediately becomes hot, red. It's obvious that you've got sepsis. That, that then spreads from the site of the wound up your body along with your kind of... It makes me feel funny. I don't like it. Yeah. It's also... I also found out it's not to be confused with bad blood, which is syphilis. Yeah. Blood poisoning and bad blood. bad blood between them and they all laughed and said that that meant everyone had syphilis, which I... Was... I think you said <laughs> we, we've got loads of bad blood or something. <laughs> I was like, well, I haven't got syphilis. <laughs> which, of course, I do. <laughs> 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 but I was more talking about beef. And that was what I was talking about with people. Um, yeah, it is an incredible... Thing. Have you seen it in real life? I haven't seen it in real life. I no. seen it in real life, and it's 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 an astonishing thing. It's kind of um, it sounds ridiculous to say waxy because it's obviously made of wax, but it's got that kind of horrible, you know, kind of corpsey, clammy look to it. It's behind glass; you can't touch it. Um, she's she's a strong-looking woman. Um, she's got lots of warts. She's a slightly strange mottled kind of parchmenty grey colour isn't oh, she she's got a lovely hand, dress though her hands are sticking out as well aren't they yeah in front of her yeah so they would have like taken cuts of her hands as well they haven't got the needle prick on it though. No, see, yeah. Yeah. there you go see so it would have been good if the wound was on them yeah yeah it's I mean the hairs were big in Bardolf, and I believe still are um, I'm, I can't quite so not hair today gone tomorrow then. not hair today <laughs> and there is a hair from the hair family in the church on a pew end that you can uh-huh. see um, yeah they I mean they they were they own Stobardov it's theirs and so she would have had the money to do this kind of thing it's the it's the only one isn't it the only wax effigy of its time mm-hmm. outside mm. of Westminster yeah. Yeah. so it is quite a um you know, and I think it was renovated, or it was sort of touched up. Yeah, it uh, was touched up. <laughs> um, I, 
I want to say 90s or 80s, yeah, late 80s. 90s. Yeah. Oh, that's a bit disappointing. Yeah. yeah. The cabinet was fixed as well, and they. they she started to rot a bit. I think. Does wax rot then? It declines gently. Um, it, on, on top of everything else, um, not because uh, there was there was a lot of talk about her being quite egotistical and having this made, and and but actually she did also bestow cash to the poor in um, Stobardolf. Uh, so she said, she desire, I desire all the poor in the arms row have two shillings and sixpence each person at the grave before I'm put in. Um, so she's not... So she had a big turnout then? She had yeah. a big turnout, <laughs> yes. I suppose maybe that... Yeah, I hadn't thought of it that way. Oh, you're so cynical. Yes. Um, so she gave cash to the poor as well, although... Actually, as she never really worked, that was her family's cash. Yeah. I was going to say, was that bit a bit more like... Was she like that through her life, or was that just at her death? Because some people would kind of, I guess, kind of pay off their... Not pay off their sins. What am I trying to say? Well, I just thought that she was a nice lady who wanted to give some money to the poor, and both of you think that she was either paying mourners or she was trying to get into heaven faster. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I, to be fair, I don't think she did do a great deal during her life, other than fantasise about being made into wax. So you, Never you've married. you've seen her. Yeah. How does she compare to some of those wax models that used to be on display in Great Yarmouth? Oh, so if they, there's there's no competition between her and Cliff Richard or Jason Donovan, who <laughs> was so uncannily realistic. I thought I was in the room with them. Um, it, yeah, the um, RIP, the um, House of Wax. Yeah. I'm actually, just changing the subject slightly, yeah. I'm actually hopefully going to a House of Wax in New York, which is basically uh, it's a cocktail bar that is surrounded with an anatomical oh, wax figures. God. It's from you know from the from the era. I'm really excited. There's like heads and the Venuses and all sorts of things and cocktails. Uh, it's still kind of there are a few things you know the thing you know like people talk about the one that got away and that's normally like a man or a woman. Um, it's it is the wax that got away in my case because <laughs> all of that went up for auction. I did. Yeah, and I can't believe that I didn't go for. Yeah. Freddie Mercury, or I don't know. I'm actually quite scared of wax figures. Oh, they're terrible, absolutely terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. There's, a, there's like a family story of us going to Blackpool Wax Museum and I had to be taken out of the fire exit because I was hysterical. Well, I think they're a bit different because they're like encased and so if they did move, they wouldn't be able to like get me. It's just that idea that like, what if they move? Like, because when they're really lifelike and they're just like there. And then you're staring exactly. at them. Could you imagine if they moved? <laughs> if if there was them, a model of you, though, you'd go, wouldn't you? you? Occasionally. Did you ever go to the House of Wax in Yarmouth? No. You wouldn't have thought any of them were going to move. You really wouldn't. They were like kind of really awful crayons. I have seen pictures of them. Dreadful crayons. <laughs> kind of, they were... Did you ever go? No. It was no. amazing. It was a great after hour I feel out. Really bad, though, because we all like take the mick out of it, but the people who owned it, I'm sure that they thought that they were... a member of the Two-Sword family, didn't Really? They? Yes. Yes, definitely there was Two-Sword in the name of the place, yeah. I say claim, they may well be. Let's not say they weren't. But, um, yeah, definitely. Uh, and 
it was it was a brilliant place full of of you had to every time you went in it was kind of a guess who is this you know who could it be princess diana i think i'd have had if i had to choose what would you have done with i don't know i'd have just had her would in my you bedroom just the head? Or would you no have i'd have had the whole thing. thing yeah she was in a wedding dress she looked <laughs> lovely i think i'd have just put her on a sofa or something what i've done at a great expense brought in an expert because you've been talking about medical conditions Thank you. So, so, so aileen's here who, what, what's your back? Are you, are you a nurse? I'm a nurse. Yeah, a nurse. I lecture nurses at the moment. Sepsis, <laughs> sepsis is, it, ordinarily when you get an infection, you can fight the infection quite well. With sepsis, the infection gets out of control. So you have a site of infection, but it spreads through the body, through the blood. And within hours, somebody can die. So we're in the hospitals now and in the community. Um, there's a big push for professionals to recognise sepsis very quickly and there are measures by which we can try and identify it um, because it kills very, very quick. So in it's the 18th nasty. century, Sarah Hare wouldn't have really have had any chance? No chance. No, no chance. Gosh. And the wound could be as small as a, a, a needle? Yeah, tiny. It could have been that she had, um, she might have had dirty hands, maybe she hadn't washed her hands after yeah, a, a very a dirty point. toilet or... Um, food hygiene, she could have been handling meat, uh, you know, uh, bowels of mm. animals that might have leaked while she was handling, you know, that kind of, although she sounds a bit posh. Yeah, I could, so even though not. if she was out, she lived out in the country, though, she could have just gone for a walk and like... <laughs> Be careful. They'll come for us with their pitchforks. No, but like, you know, if she like was riding horses or something yeah, like anything. that, you know, see. Sewing a dirty thing. Yeah. <laughs> a dirty thing. Yes, um, yeah. yeah. What a coincidence that you are here to help. Yeah. <laughs> and something you might be interested in, the, um, as we get more antibiotic resistance, actually sepsis might start to oh, really? rise as so a result of that. So sewing on a Sunday is a bad idea. Absolutely, do yeah. not sew on a Sunday. Maybe I'll stop sewing on Sundays. Yeah. Expert. Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, wash your hands after the toilet <laughs> before you sew. <laughs> That's the other one. So Public what, information. What, what is the treatment today? Is it antibiotics? Ant- is that- antibiotics, but quite often patients need inten- you know, intensive care treatment because your blood pressure drops to your boots, um, you, your temperature drop goes very high or it can drop really low, so you're really, really sick. You go into multi-system failure um, in the end stages. Wow. And is that a technical term? Your blood pressure drops to your boots. Is that a absolutely? Yeah, yeah. we tra- we train that on the first day because it's really important. <laughs> I mean, wax works in general. I mean, you, you mentioned I think you mentioned Blackpool, which I think is Louis Two Swords. I think is the one in Blackpool, and then Madame Two Swords is a lot of them. I mean, they were big business at one time, weren't they? Huge. Um, again, thank thankfully because I've just read this book, which was by complete chance. Um, Madame Tussaud uh, and Curtius, who was her kind of master, they toured their great exhibition um, throughout Paris and London, and then out to the out to the districts, did including. They ever tour here, they well, they did tour here. Yes, they, they didn't went come to, to Norwich by any chance, did they? They did come to Norwich, yes, and they went to the best. Um, the best place that they could possibly go, and that would be the case today, which is the Assembly House. Okay. So yeah, bringing a, uh, so it would have been the the most um, talked about part of that exhibition was the Chamber of Horrors, uh, which I believe Dickens took his wife to, and she then had nightmares about, um, which was kind of a chamber full of heads of murderers, including I believe Rush from Norwich. Um, or the Norwich... Who was James Rush? Remind me, Bloomfield Rush. 
what do you mean? Sorry, I was reading something. He was the one who did the Stanfield murder. So he was on the tour as, he was yeah. on tour he, the guy as well. The guy who heard of the, the Aviva, or Norwich Union at the time, executive. Oh, right, okay, yeah. Was so he headlining the tour? He was, he's headline, headlining, yeah. So, and people would pass out and, and kind of, and have, and swoon uh, when they saw these things, because they included kind of the severed, you know, the jagged edge where their head had been severed in the French Revolution and... Yeah, it was quite, it was quite, you know, I suppose it was kind of a a freak show, really. Mm. And it was the only chance people would have to see famous people. When did they come to Norwich? Well, I'm glad you asked. That would be in in January 1796. Okay, well, I think I I have found another time then that they came to the Assembly House. Like, but I don't know if it was the same one, but they had, um, it was, from what I can gather, it was... um, I'm really frustrated because I can't find the original clipping, but I found letters relating to the clipping, which was in 1853. And I think it was a a tour of, like, anatomical figures rather than, you know, famous people. And there was a case, um, a a young woman went to see it with her friend, and she actually died from shock. Yeah, I have... This does ring a bell. Yeah, this does ring Um, a bell. And so there was loads of, like, um, controversy because, mm. obviously, this young woman had died from, they say, like, hysteria from, from the shock of it and, and how when people were disgusted that this sort of thing came to our city. And um, there was a letter saying... Um, so I cannot avoid expressing to you my satisfaction from the expose you have given to the exhibition of wax anatomical figures at our assembly rooms. So I'm assuming... It, so someone's happy that this guy's written and complaining. You have expressed more happily than I can the... Oh, abhorrence and disgust I feel at the public curiosity. So he wasn't happy about it at all. Which, being pandered to by such an exhibition, which even, if ever so faithfully executed, can do nothing towards the practical attainment attainment of anatomical knowledge. You have also ably shown the pernicious effect it must have on the boys and girls who go. So, obviously, he wasn't happy about them. Just that They've paid, like, a shilling or something to go and have a look at them. She did do anatomical stuff, and I think she died in about... 1855 I think that really I don't know but it wasn't the 1850s she died so um, definitely that early one was was French revolution um, heads and you know kind of well big French figures and and murderers nice she did she famously went to a case in France in uh, where somebody uh, where a woman had killed a man in the bath and she cast him while he was still in the bath yeah as you do. As you do, yeah, uh-huh. wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, it would be lovely to think that she'd made Sarah Hare, but I don't think she did, mm. for many reasons, mainly because she wasn't alive, I don't think. When well, 17, Sarah Hare was 1744. So, no. So, when did she die? 18. I was listening to you. Yeah. So, no. Not unless she came in a past life. No, I don't think so. But definitely worth a look. It's kind of one of the wonders of of uh, Weird Norfolk, really. Mm. We're kind of thinking about doing a ten, ten, a top ten weird things. Well, top nine, because apparently nine does or better 13. in search engines. Yeah. Odd numbers apparently do better in yeah, searches. No, people think that if you do a top ten that you haven't really thought about it, because they think you're just adding them in to make mm. it up to a so, number. Yeah. 
Whereas if you do 13 or 9, they think it's real. It's really weird, isn't it? But yeah. that's like the studies to prove that. Yeah. I wish I could do the study to prove that. Yeah. But I wish that was my job, just to do that. That would be easy, wouldn't it? I'd just say it was true. <laughs> so I've got to, uh, we've got to ask that. So what would be your number one? <sighs> Sarah would definitely be in my top nine or 13. Would she not? Yeah. East Summerton. East Summerton. The, the witch's finger. That's, that's the top one. What's that's leg. Is it not a finger? No. It's a leg. Oh my god. It's because I've got a picture <laughs> to share for something which makes it, it it's much thinner when it was smaller. It looks more like a finger. That's why. <laughs> that looks like a leg. Yeah, East Summerton. Um, I don't know. We're, we're working on it, aren't we? Mm. We're working on it. Any ideas, let us know. Your top. Well, we're also thinking about doing my weird Norfolk, aren't we? Yeah, so like interviewing people to about what, what their favourite weird is. In is. Mine's her. <laughs> <laughs> in your top one. She's in my top one. Your number one weird thing. It's you. <laughs> I think that's the nicest thing anyone's ever said to <laughs> Weird Norfolk. Produced and edited by Richard Fair. The EDP. From true crime to football, Brexit to folklore. For more great podcasts from Archant, head to audioboom.com slash channel slash Archant.